Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill Your Yo-Yo, the podcast dedicated to yo-yo theory, yo-yo improvisation, and yo-yo performance brought to you by Helix Throws, and I am your host, Ross Levine. Today we have a special guest, Patrick Dressel's design process of the monarch. This is not Patrick Dressel's episode. He'll have his own episode, but this is specifically about the design process of the monarch, which is a great yo-yo that he's launching. And this is all part of a bigger monetization experiment for this project and podcast uh, that'll explain more in the episode. Um, But needless to say, well, it is needed to say, if you want to support this podcast financially, this episode is your opportunity because I'm going to be selling, I'm currently selling, it's already listed on eBay, a um, a Monarch, a Fist Salute signed mint in box. It's signed by Patrick Dressel, the designer. Uh, it's mint in box. Uh, I got one and I'm selling one, so it's one of two. Uh, and, and you're supporting him because I paid him wholesale price for that yo-yo, and you're supporting me because any profit that gets made by this yo-yo is going to go to me like I'm a retailer, but I only have one, so bid as if you're supporting this podcast, not as if you're trying to buy the $80 yo-yo. Bid like you want to fi- support me financially, and you don't want to pay a year of Patreon fees or whatever. I want to do this instead, or at least experiment and see how it goes. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for anybody who is in a financial situation to be able to support this. And I hope that you enjoy this deep dive into the Monarch to kind of see behind the scenes what happens. Just let me know what you think of this episode because it's very much an experiment And I think it was a really good experiment. And I think that you're going to like it. So I won't waste any more of your time talking. Here is Patrick Dressel and I discussing The Monarch. Enjoy. Hey, Patrick. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Oh, not much. What's up is I'm talking to you. Um, I'm so excited to have you on on the show. I've been... You've kind of gotten onto my radar ever since the the 50-50. I think that's what like firmly got you out there. Um, and so huge congrats on that. That is an excellent yo-yo for if anybody's not tried one yet, that's an awesome one. Um, what what are some of your other releases that have come out lately? Yeah, thanks. Uh 50-50 was the first one. We actually did a, a sea bearing before I started the company. Uh most recently we have the Monarch, which is what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, we also had the Kanto, which I don't actually have around me. Um, and we also had the Assassin and a couple new things coming, uh, next year. That's great. So this is kind of your, this is your sophomore release then. This is the, the next one that's going to kind of establish the direction of the company. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, with hybrids, it's, it's such a cool market and there's so many things you can do with it. Different materials, different plastics, different metals uh different shapes of hubs there's so many things you can do with it so i'm hoping that we can kind of start a trend going on with these uh monarchs and just different hybrid designs in general absolutely so so hybrids are definitely something that more people who've gotten into the game since say covid uh just since 2020 some of the newer people that you know went through that induction phase of tiktok to yo tricks to now they're starting to be a member of the community and join clubs and stuff. 
I think a lot of them miss the Yo-Yo Jam era and might not even know what Yo-Yo Jam is. Um, so maybe actually a good prerequisite just for this episode, could you tell me a little bit and, and tell the viewers too, what was the Yo-Yo Jam era that some people talk about and kind of what was your experience living through it? Yeah, definitely. So I kind of started when Yo-Yo Jam was, you know, in that mid phase of their boom, it was like right before, you know, like the Phenom would come out and they started experimenting more with like uh, full on aluminum or just bimetal designs. Um, but I remember, you know, I played pretty much all of them. Like I had uh, Next Convict, which I unfortunately lost. And my, my buddy who I used to yo-yo with lived like 10 minutes away. He had like everyone you could imagine, like Speeder, Dark Magic, uh, Hitman, right? He had all of them. And it was insane because, you know, we were like 10, 11 years old. So having that many yo-yos at a time was like unreal to me. Um, so it was just fun, like a fun time. And they really started like the plastic body with aluminum weight rings. And I think that's why bimetals weren't really a thing until, you know, like 2011, 2012, 2013. I think they had some type of patent on it. But, um, you know, just very cool yo-yos. And they even had the pod caps, which... We didn't come anywhere close with it, but we were trying to get like a nice big center hub on these to try and emulate that, you know, with some cool art or just different designs we could do in the future. Um, but yeah, very, very cool yo-yos. And they had that very like toy look to them uh, while still performing very, very well for that time when they first came out. And I think one thing that hybrid design allows you to do, which we'll get more into the Monarch, obviously this is the Monarch episode, um, which let me let me just get one more thing across is uh, in earlier episodes of this podcast, I would be yo-yoing and uh, and the guests would also be yo-yoing. And uh, I, I actually stopped that. And I'm not going to stop it for this episode for the reason I'm about to explain. I stopped it because it's a little distracting for a pure audio format of a podcast uh, to, to hear that this sound over and over. Uh, <laughs> and, but for this episode, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. This is a interview with your yo-yo and with your design process on this specific yo-yo. Patrick Dressel himself will get an episode one of these days that I'm going to talk to Patrick, but I was so excited by the Monarch that I was like, get on the show, let's talk about it, and and and, and then do something special that I'll announce at the end. Um, and so this is kind of an experiment. And so in this experiment, you might hear this bearing sound throughout the podcast. But now that I've gotten that out of the way, um, oh, also this will be available on YouTube as well as on Spotify video. I'm going to try to see if I can figure out how to make that happen. So this is going to be an attempt at experimenting with video format for this show. Um, but with that out of the way, what's great about hybrid design is that it's almost like all the benefits of a bimetal yo-yo that you have complete control over the weight distribution, where the weight gets placed in the yo-yo, except even better because plastic is lower density than any metal that you're going to find. Any plastic you're going to find generally is going to be lower density than any metal that you find generally. Of course, there's exceptions there. Right, exactly. And um, what was cool about this design is usually with plastic, you, because of that, you have to make the walls a little bit thicker. Otherwise, it'll just, you know, fall apart or warp at higher speeds or just be really prone to cracking. Um, with polycarbonate specifically, it's even half as dense as, you know, your normal Delrin or Palm Yo-Yo. Um, but we were able to put even more weight where we wanted to. Um, you know, something like the Iceberg has all that weight on the rims. 
Um, yeah. And Monarch is definitely no slouch there, but we also were able to add even more weight to like the center to kind of give it a more like unique and soulful feel pretty much instead of just making it be a performance, you know, hybrid drop near type thing uh, yeah. like the iceberg is. And it definitely comes through. Um, it feels very uh, like very present. It doesn't feel like the even the phenomism sometimes would feel like it was designed specifically for speed. And I love the phenomism, but this has more of a feel of like a uh, a Cerberus or Dark Magic Two or one of those ones that feels a little more there than. I'm going to make you go really, really fast. It's like it can it can kind of handle a lot more of what you throw at it and kind of flow around with you. Right, exactly. When we were designing it, we were kind of keeping that in mind. You know, we wanted this to be a yo-yo um, where pretty much anybody can pick it up and enjoy it, right? It does kind of feel relaxed because of that center weight, but if you wanted to push it, you know, it has that rim weight. It has that stability. Um, and it just looks cool, man. Like, you, how many yo-yos have i'm just gonna pull uh like this one or well, that's not one. this one like a black body with a blue rim or yeah. you know there's one with like a purple rim uh like a teal blue like there's so many different color combos you can do with it it's just like such a aesthetically pleasing design where you know you don't really see that with many yo-yos i think that's one of the best uh things about using aluminum rings here um, and that's why we use plastic. So it still had that kind of like bimetal design where you're getting more dense uh, materials on the rims. But, you know, we were able to use aluminum where we had more color and we can make the rims really like big and chunky, which is something I really love doing. In my design. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so let's start a little bit about like how, how tell me kind of the story of Dressel Designs as a company. Um, and, and maybe a little bit about yourself as well, of like how you learn design, how, how this all came about. Yeah, sure. Um, so like probably 95% of the companies that have popped up in the last couple of years, uh, I was just fooling around. I was bored looking for something to do. And during that pandemic stage where we were all locked in for our, into our houses for, you know, a couple of weeks, which turned into a couple of months. Um, and I, you know, always wanted to design a yo-yo. Originally, back in, you know, like 2018, I kind of want to do like a wood one. Uh, Glenn over on the Yo-Yo Expert Forms does such an amazing job with some of his designs. I was asking him a little bit about that, but uh, don't have the tools or materials to really do that <laughs> over near me. Um, who, but he does who, great work. Who was that guy? Uh, his name's Glenn. I don't remember his last name, but he's, was, uh, he collaborated with Mark on the uh, Red Blood Cell. Oh. He does a lot more like the wood stuff, yeah. Gotcha. And more recently, like plastics too, which is awesome. Um, so that's kind of like what inspired it, but I didn't really have the tools at the time or even the time itself. I was trying to graduate from college and mm -hmm. going through all these different classes. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and I, you know, I had a few friends that were into yo-yo design, like Mark and like uh, Rob from AirTech Strings. Um, and they kind of helped me get on the right path. They were showing me different tutorials and things I could do, um, which eventually led to the 50-50 uh, somewhere in like the, that September. I think we got the prototypes and production was in you know, like that November, right before Dressel Designs. And actually it went very, very well. You know, we sold out and I think it was like a day, not a lot of yo-yos, it was like 50 or 55 yo-yos. Um, but very, very fortunate to have that happen. And that kind of spurred the way into making my own company. 
um, which led to Dressel Designs and at the time our first release, The Assassin. That's incredible. You said The Assassin? Yeah, The Assassin was technically our first release as a company. Um, it. it was a stainless steel mini yo-yo. Uh, very, very cool, very well loved, uh, D-bearing. Um, but technically, like before the company started, we did a C-bearing 50-50 first. Um, I'm actually going to grab it real quick. It had a really cool, oh, yeah, sure. you don't really see that much. Um, it looks a little weird, but it was something that I wanted to do to kind of get that 50-50 design. It has a little bit of black and white engraving on it, which you don't really see that. Um, but it was just something unique that I wanted to do with that 50-50 you know, yin and yang idea. It's actually something people might not really recognize unless they've gone through the process of making a yo-yo that uh, engravings can be white or black. You might not actually notice it, but if you look at the yo-yos in your collection, uh, like this monarch, that's white engraving. But the the melatonin, if you look inside that that's that's mine. If you look in the the bearing seat, there's an engraving in there, and it's black. And so like there's there's a little bit of creative uh, options there that that's something that I'm interested in those kinds of things I'm interested in bringing out in this style of episode is like the stuff that yo-yo designers think about that the general yo-yo community, it might just fly over their heads. Um, right. That's just one little thing. Uh, so, so you also have been designing for other companies as well, right? Yeah. Um, I designed for a bunch of different ones. Um, sometimes just one-offs. Like I do a couple one-offs. Um, and sometimes just for like an actual company where, you know, they like what I do with the first one and they say, Hey, we want you to work on this next design. Um, I think the most recent one that got released was actually the wave from uh, Statico. Um, we worked on that and that one was a very long uh, process. We was, I think it was one of the first ones I actually started. It was like the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 where we got that, uh, you know, first prototype in and we've been working on it for a while. Maybe it was the beginning of 2022. I don't know. My mind is all messed up with uh, dates ever since COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's our most recent one that I worked on that got released, I think, is the wave. I'm trying to think if there's another one, but I think that would be it. A um, couple other ones we did, like we did the uh, regulator where we worked with a uh, guy with the yo-yo. Oh, I know the regulator. Yeah, regulator. Really fun yo-yo. Interesting. Uh gap design there because it's you know v-shaped but it has that smooth type of design which is pretty unique um throwing sideways we did all their designs that they released um before they went on hiatus which is nice uh you and far between we do a lot of designs for them as well um so yeah we're, we're pretty active in the community i'd say with uh designs i got you so it's when people pick up this yo-yo, they might go like, oh, this guy's only been designing since 2020. But the density of design within those few years, you've been putting out product and getting the experience. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the benefits, too, is, you know, someone who doesn't do that, they might only have, you know, a couple designs that they did for their company. I mean, I have over a whole, you know, your same page load of designs for other companies. I try to get a prototype for each one or a production run. You know, and that's not even including my own, which is a whole nother yo-yo with Sam Cage. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm stocked up on uh, yo-yos for when uh, you know, the apocalypse comes. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have you'll have all the ones. People will be begging at your door. They'll need food. They'll need ammunition, and they'll need yo-yos. <laughs> oh yeah, I just I won't have any strings. You got to find someone for strings. 
Uh, well, that's why we got Eretic. Uh, I pronounced that right, right? I'm not sure. I mean, some people say Eretic, some people say Airtech. I always said Airtech, but I'm sure one of them. I'm probably wrong. I have no idea. I never asked Rob. I'll I'll have to get him on the show. Uh, so, so you're designing yo-yos, um, and you you've got two out. The the it was Assassin, right? Yeah, we have uh, the Assassin, Kanto, 50-50, and then this is our fourth one, actually. The oh, so very much not sophomore. This is your senior release. Sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, we have five. I missed one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we have the Fusion as well, which was a uh, collaboration with Damian Puckett. So uh, we had a stainless steel version, a brass version, and we actually have a titanium version, too, which was a very, like, limited pre-release. Pre uh, so then so then we've gone from sophomore release to we're, we're super senior at this point <laughs> what was that we're super senior at this point yeah, with yeah, our yeah. Release. You're, you're <laughs> number either, five you're either post-grad or you just stuck around for an extra year it's all right but it's, it's all upwards from here so so what are you trying to do with your yo-yos you're trying to um separate yourself from the crowd one thing I noticed, at least how you're separating from Yo-Yo uh, Jam and how you're modernizing, is the machined plastic. Uh, this is polycarb, you said. Yes, this is polycarb. Yeah. So then, that's the same that Yo-Yo Jam was using, right? Except machined. Am I wrong? There? I want to say Yo-Yo Jam was using Celcon. I want to say maybe for some of their newer designs before they um, closed shop, it was polycarbonate. I think they were using some type of Celcon, which is easy. It's more easier to uh, mold. But you're definitely right. One of the things where, you know, that I've had to answer a lot of questions on is, you know, the Monarch, you know, it's $80 for retail. We're actually running a Black Friday sale at the moment, so it's 60 But people are saying, oh, there's plastic in it. Why is it so expensive? Um, and it's really just that machining piece where, you know, most plastics like the first base or like uh, I think the Mojo might be uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Molded as well, but you know when it's machined, that's kind of where that price point gets set because it has to be machined. It's harder to make, takes a little bit longer to make as well. So let me just do a quick economic breakdown for the listeners. Uh, this is this is the one of the few times that I get to use my manufacturing engineering degree. Uh, so uh, machining is the expensive part. I'm sure people know that if they're if they've been in the yo-yo world for for any amount of time. If you see a injection molded yo-yo like the Mojo, like you just said, or um, a lot of the Yo-Yo Jam yo-yos, those are often injection molded, which means that they have a mold that has been machined. It's machined metal. Uh, machining is a process where you remove material from a block, unlike 3D printing, where you're adding material to create something. In machining, it's a subtractive process, so you're cutting away material. Drilling is a subtractive process. Machining is another subtractive process. And it costs a lot of money because like how a drill uh, gets uh, dull over time, the end mills and, the, and the, the lathe bits and any part that you use, the taps that you use to tap the, uh, the, the axle hole, that it all gets dull. And also these machines cost hundreds of thousands of dollars because they have to be accurate to 0 0.001 inches sometimes uh, for, for the level of precision on, on these yo-yos, maybe even more precise. They're like aerospace. These are machines that could be used to make missiles, 
but instead they're being used to make yo-yos. And because missiles cost a lot more than yo-yos, the price of that machining time is extremely expensive. So uh, you that's why machining is always going to cost a ton of money. And when you're injection molding, you just have to pay that machining cost once to make the mold. And then you can just pump plastic through and it costs 20 cents in plastic for every yo-yo, but you can make a lot of them. And with machining, it's kind of the other side of that equation where the material costs kind of a lot. And then also the machine time costs a really a lot. <laughs> and so if you make a huge run, you can get the price per product down, but uh, it's, it's very, very hard. And so with this plastic, the material cost is low, but the machining cost is still extremely high. And so that's why you're going to end up with the, plus you have to do two different parts, the middle, which is actually two parts because there's two middles in a yo-yo and then the rings, which is another two parts. And to a machine shop, they don't know that these two rings are the same product. They just see two metal things. And so they give you a quote for two metal things. And so there's four parts in this yo-yo and that's why it's extremely expensive. You are well justified in that $80 price tag. Right. There's actually even a little bit more, you know, with these, they have spacers. So I have a bunch of extras over here, but these are spacers oh, yeah. to kind of get them in there. And then now you don't necessarily need to machine the axle, but a lot of parts go into uh, these designs and just pressing them on too, like the press fit, yep. you know, that kind of adds a little bit more time and uh, labor as well. It's, it's something that people don't really think about is with a ring, you have to sometimes do a heat treatment process to make one of the sides shrink and then do the press. And then you now have an assembled yo-yo. Maybe you didn't have to do the heating in this one or the cooling or whatever is necessary to sometimes press fit like steel into aluminum. But, um, but yeah, it's more labor and it just adds more time and that adds more costs. And that's what people are paying for. I think these were actually uh, heated and cooled. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but mm -hmm. if you actually take a look on the inside of the rim, you can see um, we had to draw like a little bump pretty much. If you take a look inside your rim, I'll try and show it here. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. It. yeah, you can definitely see it. Um, and that's where I think, you know, the rim kind of like locks into place after that heating or cooling. Um, so that's something neat if you have one of the clear ones or, well, you can kind of see it on the black, but pretty much any color except black, you can, you'll be able to see that. So kind of interesting uh, piece there. If you bought one, you can take a look um, and you can, you know, get a little glimpse into the designer and the machining of this. That's so cool. So so that's just to, to clarify, that's helping to lock the rim onto the body, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that they heated or cooled it, and then, you know, once it kind of, you know, locked around that, it stay in the place a little bit easier. So there's sort of a key way that you've machined uh, sort of a, a boss into the internal diameter of the ring and then a recess in the outer diameter of the body. And those sort right. of... Right. Yeah, yeah very, very uh, interesting stuff. That's a little nerdy, but yeah, a little interesting as well, if you're into that. <laughs> so that's actually something I've realized with um, the COIW Kodiak. Awesome yo-yo, really awesome yo-yo. Tessa Pachillo's yo-yo, based off the Arctic Circle, but improves on it. It feels like an avalanche. All the best parts of the avalanche with, the, with a lot of the good parts of the Arctic Circle, but then a whole lot of Tessa spirit added to it. It's such a good yo-yo. But I've noticed that when I hit it on the ground, the ring pops out sometimes a little bit and I have to press it back in. I have a B grade, so I'm not going to say it's a quality issue with them. Uh, I'm sure it's because I have a B grade, 
Um, but it's something that happens with a lot of bimetals is you bang it on the ground and then now you have to press that ring in. By the way, if anybody has a bimetal and it's vibing like crazy, try pressing your rings in and that should fix it like 50% of the time. Uh, right. But that's really cool that you would design that in to help avoid that from happening. That's yeah, and it's mainly not necessarily from like the the dings, right, or hitting on the ground where you know it does definitely play a part with that. But plastic tends to be a little bit more uh, slippy, you know, mm -hmm. when you're trying to actually press the rings on compared to aluminum or another type of metal. Um, so that's the main reason there. Um, some aluminum yoyas do have that if they're bimetal. I don't know if all of them do. I mm -hmm. don't draw it into mine. Um, but I remember seeing, I want to say it was one of the new edges. I don't remember. Someone popped a ring out. It actually had like two or three of those indents there, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, so I think maybe for the more like extreme examples, uh -huh. I might have, that, but for plastic, that's why we did that. It's a little slippy when you're pressing yeah. the ring. Very, very useful. Maybe something that we could use for uh, uh, bimetals as well. Um, so that actually kind of answers one question of this is a hybrid design and what are some of the design concerns that you had to think through? Um, so what are some of the other ones? There's one making sure that the ring can fit on the body and stay there. What's some of the other things that you had to consider? Um, I would say the biggest one is making sure that your hub drawing is you know, pretty good. And that's not necessarily like a CAD problem. It's more like finding a machine shop that can do it. Um, I remember one of my friends that I talked to with design um, he had a hybrid yo-yo, which I was lucky enough to get a prototype from him. Uh, very, very good yo-yo, right? But you couldn't really unscrew it. Otherwise, it would strip. And mine, unfortunately, did strip. Um, it's still playable, just vibes like a washing machine. Uh, but it's very, very fun. And, you know, that's one of the big problems is if your um, hub design, the center part over here, isn't really designed right, it yeah. won't screw it all the way together. Um, I remember, like, the wedge like the um, Delrin wedge that had that issue. So most of them were like B grapes. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. I'm trying to think what else. Mm. That, that was the big one was just making sure that, you know, it worked <laughs> and that you could actually play it and take it apart and put it back together. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. And then just making sure that, you know, the rings weren't too heavy. So, you know, it wouldn't, again, five like a freight train or be hard to balance. You don't have too much weight on the rims because, you know, plastic is so um, not dense, <laughs> not, or not very dense at all. Right. But, you know, machining wise, it would just be those things is making sure that the ring stayed on, making sure that the hub, you know, fit well and you could screw it, unscrew it, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. Now, do you know the uh, weight width? And diameter of this guy? Yeah, so um, diameter is 56.4 uh, millimeters. Width is about 46 or 46.2 millimeters. Um, the weight is around 65.3 grams. Okay. So not, not too heavy, but definitely on the full side. This falls right into the Yo-Yo Jam playbook. <laughs> I can completely feel those dimensions and, and specifications coming from, from Yo-Yo Jam and their prime. Yeah, I would say the one thing that we did a little bit differently, and that's just because of, you know, the time we're throwing in is we made the, the uh, width a little bit wider. 
you know, back in the day, anything over like 40 or 42 would be considered like extremely wide. This yeah. is 46, which is, you know, it's, it's probably about average, maybe a little bit above average at today's uh, throws, but you know, yeah. back then this would be, you know, a monster would be huge in the hand width wise. Uh, but yeah, everything else, you know, we tried to hit like some Goldilocks specs where, you know, everybody would kind of like, right. Something that's not too big, not too small, uh, not too heavy, not too light. And again, I feel like that kind of reflects of the play. So. And it's something I've, I've kind of been feeling it with it is this feels like it's, it's a very commercial yo-yo. It's something that could appeal to a lot of different people. It, it has the competitive edge that if somebody really wants to, they could absolutely win with this thing. Like, like very, very easily. It, the, the use of, um, of hybrid for, uh, for performance is something that Yo-Yo Jam was trying for, but they never really succeeded. I think another part of it was that their gap width, the gap widths at the time were such that most yo-yos ended up feeling very responsive and, and you know, clingy in a way that, that isn't very conducive to competing. And so this kind of fixes all those problems while, while getting all the bonuses of having a weight distribution that can just spin forever and can handle anything that you throw at it and if you're doing really complicated, really long, and very string wrappy tech tricks, you need that much power, and this has the power to deliver on it. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, I would even go as far to say that you know, at least for our yo-yos, this is probably the most you know competitive yo-yo we've released. I mean, yeah. Fusion is pretty close to it, and you know, power and speed and whatnot, which you want for um, you know those contests, those competitions. But yeah. I think um, that extra width, that more open shape, kind of edges this one out a little bit over the fusion um but yeah i mean i i agree completely you know you're able to get an even more extreme you know weight distribution with this if you wanted to compared yeah. to average you know aluminum stainless steel or aluminum and brass bimetals because you can make that body so much lighter if you wanted to which really people are comparing the price to bimetals and they're going i mean if, if you're saying that they are doing this I'm, I'm just going to exaggerate what their feelings are that they'll look at this and they'll go, Oh, I could get a bimetal for, for so much cheaper, or, or I could get a bimetal for a little bit more expensive, but it'll be all metal. But then meanwhile, there's all those, I think it's tungsten yo-yos that are coming out often that, that yo-yo that almost looks like white plastic and has a similar density to plastic. And those come out at like, Six hundred dollars or whatever crazy price tag these. Oh, you're talking about magnesium, yeah, the magnesium. Tungsten. Tungsten. Tungsten's ridiculously heavy. There was one that came out. It was like the size of uh, I don't know, like a half dollar, and it was like six hundred dollars. Which I was lucky enough to try at 2019 Worlds. It was fun, but uh, yeah, the magnesium, right? Very, very light, uh, and yeah, like three hundred, four hundred dollars. Yeah, so it can't even be anodized. It's just you know a white like powder coat. And, and for that for that price, what you're getting is a material that can get you a form factor of metal with a different weight distribution. Uh, and the only difference, like like what I'm getting at is you should be comparing this to the magnesium yo-yos because it has similar benefits of getting any form factor that you want, but putting the weight where you actually want it. Because what a very low density material can get you is the ability to make a yo-yo any shape that you want, but without the distribution, without the weight appearing in the places 
where the shape of the yo-yo is, if that makes sense. Like you could have this center that has practically no mass compared to these really beefy rims. And that's something that you can only get from something like magnesium or plastic. So if you get a high quality machine plastic yo-yo, compare that to magnesium instead of comparing it to a bimetal where this center would be aluminum and would therefore be a higher density and therefore would not have the same performance that this hybrid yo-yo has. Uh, so kind of what I'm getting at is compare this to the $300 yo-yo, not the $120 yo-yo, because you're getting a similar performance to those magnesium throws at those higher prices. Right. And even uh, I, I really like that you brought that up because that's one of the reasons why we decided to use aluminum on the rims is, you know, we can spread that weight out a little bit more compared to, you know, like brass or stainless steel. You know, this rim is super chunky and it's it's pretty wide. It's pretty uh, long, you know, so you're able to get more weight, you know, spread out in that rim, make it a little bit more fun, but give it a little bit less of that uh, inertia feeling that you would get from a stainless steel or a brass type uh, bimetal. It keeps a lot of fun <laughs> within it. <laughs> Very yeah. fun. Um, so that's awesome. Taking a step back, what, what, uh, how did you come across the colors? How do you choose which colors to go for? There's a lot of fun ones. Um, I kind of just looked at like just all my favorite splashes for the most part. Like we had a uh, Clearview station, like blue and yellow. Uh, we have like the red and yellow Iron Man, which I have here. Um, and we had some like classics, like all black, um, you know, like the black and clear, um, you know, I just wanted to have a good mix of colors that, you know, people were comfortable with and, you know, were pretty solid and that people liked. And then some new ones like, uh, the blue and pink one seems to be like a very uh, popular one. Uh, the shiny purple one, again, very popular. So we kind of tried to make colors that were not as common with like your normal yo-yos or biometals. We really wanted to make this one stand out. And, you know, once you see it, it's like, wow, this is very cool. You know, and that was kind of the vibe we were getting. We'd go to club or, you know, when some of our friends would bring this up at contests, you know, people would just go up to them and be like, wow, this is cool. You know, what is this? Right. And that's kind of what we were going for with color choices, you know, aesthetics with that design. That's awesome. And then how many colors are there total, if you know? Whew, too many, um, like 13 or 14, I think, in total. We definitely went overboard with this one. That's um, cool. I want to say 14, 13 or 14. Are, are any of those colorways like, like, oh, I have a blue one, and now I have a red one, and now I'm going to half swap them, and now that's a new color, or are they all like... No, like, this is all, like, solid, like, from the shop, yeah, like, that's 13 or 14. It was nuts, yeah. It's crazy. I, I can't wait to see. I mean, I've seen a lot of them, but I can't wait to see all of them on, on like Yo-Yo Expert. Um, yeah, um, most of them, I think, are on Yo-Yo Expert. There's like two that aren't. Um, this one right now we're talking about today, the Fifth Salute. And then we did one with um, another company, which you'll see probably come in the mail soon in like December. Oh, is that not right. enough? Um, it was kind of announced, but we're, we're keeping it a little bit more of a secret. Okay. Um, it's not, yeah, it's one of the colors we already announced, but we're doing a collab with another, um, uh, like retailer or a company and we're kind of releasing that with them. Uh, okay. so I don't want to talk about that yet. Gotcha. Um, people well, start seeing where they release it. Yeah. That's a, that's a good enough taste for me. <laughs> yeah. It is on our Instagram. We did post it up on our Instagram, but we didn't bring a lot of attention to it. 
Um, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> off to release. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Awesome. So so how did you get in touch with the fist fist salute guys? Since that's what we're kind of talking about here. Yeah. So um, pretty interesting story with that. So our sponsored player uh, Shinosuke from uh, Colorado. He's you know loved Dressel Designs even before he was sponsored and. You know, his one year actually came up last month with us, which was pretty, uh, you know, fun to, you know, talk about. But, um, you know, he let me know one day, he, even before he was sponsored, he's like, dude, do you have a, a Twitter, like, for Yo-Yo? And, he, and I was like, no, I don't. And he was saying that, you know, Twitter is what most of the, um, like, Japanese scene uses to, um, you know, like, it's it's like Instagram for us in America um, in terms of like, the Yo-Yo scene. And he was saying, like, the 50-50 was, like, blowing up with that. So, um, you know, I joined up on there, and I was talking to a lot of the people in the Japanese scene about it. And that's how I ended up getting in some of the Japanese stores was with that 50-50. And then eventually, you know, this salute hit me up, and he was friendly with Shinazuki, and we made a special edition for that, which was just a half-swap black and white, or black and clear. And then um, it just kind of continued into the Monarch. And we've been doing a fist salute collab ever since. That's awesome. And it looks so good. This this uh, chain that you have going around the rim. It's something I've been, I actually saw it and it. I, I've been thinking through since I just rebranded to Helix, getting a, a, a double Helix that goes around the rim and kind of using that as a motif. Oh, that'd and, be cool. Yeah. Right? And so seeing this, it's like, it just... It looks so good in practice, and it totally proved the concept to me. I'm absolutely going to do that. Yeah, and we kind of wanted to keep that specific to this colorway. Like, we didn't really do any other rim designs with any of the other colors. Yeah. Uh, maybe on the hybrids, if we do it, then we, we might do that. Um, but it kind of worked out again with this one because that the edge of that rim is just so chunky. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we wanted to make that special for Fist Salute. So uh, Daiki actually drew this up himself. They drew up the center part, so he did all the designs for that, um, and then we put the color together. That's sweet. Which actually reminds me, where did you come up with the, like the name Monarch? Um, so there were a couple different things. Um, the main reason we came up with it was uh, my fiance, well, my girlfriend at the time, but my fiance. We were driving up. We were just talking about like, you know, the yo-yos trying to come up with just different names. And this was like way before even the um, the design was finished. I mean, the design took like years and it was tons of different things. Um, And we ended up seeing like a monarch butterfly flying across our car. And we just kind of both said to each other, like, oh, the monarch, that should be like, that would be a cool yo-yo name. Yeah. Um, And then I also just thought, you know, it would be, it would really fit this yo-yo. Like it's the king, pretty much. It's the king. You know, it spreads its wings. It's something different, something new, something unique, you know, something that kind of evolved from, you know, the Yo-Yo Jam era back in the day um, with, you know, the materials. So a lot of different um, inspiration went into that name, and it's a very special, uh, you know, Yo-Yo, at least to me, with the uh, the naming. That's awesome. It's, it's kind of got a little bit of that lightness, but also powerful feeling of, like, like the the lightness of a butterfly, but the powerfulness of a monarch ruler. Like that, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Really That's kind of um, yeah, no, it feels really good. Like 
Like there's there's very few yo's I pick up and I play with and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that that just hits the spot. And this is definitely one of them. I I, I probably shouldn't say that for fear of future episodes where I'm gonna have to hold everything to that same standard. But <laughs> yeah, no, this is it's really I, I will say some of the stuff just because I do want to have complete honesty. I think um for finger spins, it's it's not designed to handle finger spins, but it can no. handle them. It can do them. If someone says do the DNA, it can do that, but it can do uh, finger grinds absolutely perfectly. Um, let's see talon grinds. Can she do it? Yeah, absolutely can do that. Um, and really well too, because the, the, the internal rim is that machine plastic and machine plastic does not have the same feeling as uh, molded plastic. Machine plastic has lines from the lathing process that reduce the friction because it just that's how it works. It's just how it happens. You just have a lot less friction on a machine surface than you do with a molded surface that feels all sticky. And so yeah, it grinds really well for plastic. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Finger spins. Maybe we'll make a finger spin yo-yo one day. I just yeah. I can never do it. Can never. Finger spin, so I, this is something I gotta learn. Um, That's all. Yeah, it's one of the focuses of design, and um, it actually kind of makes yo-yos really center weighted if you design for uh, a finger spin. Um, it would be good though on you know like a hybrid where you know you have that hub and you can just kind of put it in, uh, especially with one like this where it's you know larger for the most part, um, or something like I think Visa Serenade has one as well, like a nice little finger spin there. Now I'm also playing around um, with rejections here, and they seem to be getting handled really nicely. Um, so, which I think it's the shape is what is this H shape kind of with a yeah. I mean, I, I call it an H shape. I I always loved H shapes ever since the beginning of uh, my yo-yo journey. I you know my first metal yo-yo was a hectic from Yo-Yo Factory, which is literally just. You know, it's similar to like the skater from today's yo-yos where it was literally just like all rim. <laughs> um, so I really fell in love with H shapes ever since then. And most of our yo-yos are going to be, you know, like H or O or some type of like combination of that, at least, you know, for the foreseeable future. Which I think these rims, if you continue that curve, you have an organic yo-yo, but oh, yeah. you it with that H shape. And I think those two together when you're when I'm doing, let me see if this is true before I say it. Yeah, yeah, it is. When I'm doing my um my rejections, the string is hitting the rim instead of the the center, and that's why the rejections feel a little bit more like an organic, not to the same level of like incredibleness that you would get from a pure organic with rejections, but it gets a lot of the same benefits. Um, Sort of like how plastic isn't going to get all of the benefits of magnesium, but it can replicate it really, really well. And so I'm, what I'm seeing with this is a lot of smart design being used to get, get results that feel really, really good and that can compete at a, at a higher price range than what you're selling it for. Um, and anyone who's looking at it, like I, that's just ringing in my brain how you, how you said people are upset about the material and the price that's not all that you're paying for with a yo-yo it's it's all within a market and this is positioned really well within that market at the price it's at 
Right. I, I agree completely. Um, not that people are upset, but I just think that might be something, you know, they see that on the store and it's like, oh, this is plastic. Why is it so expensive? Yeah. Even uh, one kind of uh, had fell into the same trap where, you know, very great yo-yo and people love it. You know, the people that have bought it. But, you know, it's $80 for two types of plastics. So they're not really understanding the, the yeah. cleaning part. With um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the yo-yo. It's just it's very special. And, you know, today in today's day and age, it's very, very easy to make a, a pretty decent yo-yo. Um, you know, the machine shops pretty much won't, you know, mess up the guts at all. And, um, yeah. You know, that makes sure pretty much that your yo-yo is pretty playable. Um, so, you know, for new companies out there, it's very important to just try and stand out, in, you know, some type of way. And this is a yo-yo that really, really just stands out both when you're playing it and when it's on your shelf, you know, it's just something that you want to just play or look at, or, you know, it's just a very like centerpiece, you know, to talk about yo-yoing. And it, it also handles, uh, I know just based off the, the spin times, this would do really nicely for 3A. Probably not a go-to for 3A, just because that width might be a little bit much, um, but right. it can absolutely handle 3A. Um, and I really like the aesthetic of hybrids being used for 3A. I've seen some icebergs doing 3A, and it looks so cool to have that plastic being used for for like two at once. That just it, it makes it feel more like a toy, where 3A can sometimes look a little bit too, I don't know advanced it, it helps to right <laughs> and it, it might be good too like uh for someone just starting out where you know i don't want to ding two of my metal yo-yos you know you, yes. you have a plastic um it might be a little bit easier for that or a little bit easier to handle or might not make a you know annoying sound right Absolutely. a lot of different benefits for that and with 3a pushing weight to the rims has always been like super major important like my favorite 3A yo-yo right now is the Hades from uh, Turning Point. It's 80 grams, and so much of the weight is just on the rim. I hate it for 1A, but it's so good for 3A because nothing stops that thing spinning. And this has those chunky rims that make that make for long spin times and, and just give you power where you need it. Um, 100%. Kind of crazy. You know, people are saying like, oh, it's not stainless steel, so I'm not sure about it. I mean, I can just tell you as a designer, you know, these rims are very close to 20 grams a piece. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, and that's what makes it very special is, you know, you wouldn't think that, right? They're, they're like somewhere around like 19 or like 18.9, something like that a piece, you know. And that's what's very special about that hybrid design is you're taking away all that weight from, you know, the walls, right? That plastic. And you're putting it in the rim or you're putting it in the center where the aluminum is. So it's not like, oh, I can get this uh, this type of weight distribution with a normal metal or uh, bimetal yo-yo, which is something, again, we wanted to strive for something a little bit different than what you find on the market with that as well. Absolutely. It, it, it comes through. Um, uh, horizontal also tears up the stage. Like, I'm not much of a horizontal player, but this, this can do... It stays horizontal. It's not going off axis. Uh, very, very good for that. Uh, what else do we have? So, uh, what were some of the iterations that it that it went through? Yeah, so we did um, two prototypes, but even before that, I mean, we had a couple crazy different ideas with it. Um, the main one being, you know, a normal bimetal yo-yo, 
but it had like a huge step and the ring was kind of pushed to the inside. Um, it, it kind of reminded me, um, it would be like a Genesis for the most part, like, a, uh, like an inner ring by metal Genesis. And with that one, we were inspired by the, uh, the good life. They had like some type of prototype where the ring was fit on the inside. Um, we ended up squashing that idea. I think it was just a little too far out there. Maybe we'll do like a super limited release at some point because it is a, a design that looks, you know, ridiculous, but in a good way. Yep. And then we started moving towards, uh, you know, the plastics and trying it with, you know, some type of palm. And we kind of realized like, you know, if we're going to try it with plastic, we may as well, you know, make those rims huge, you know, which is something I like and make it a uh, polycarbonate. Yep. Um, with our prototypes, we had two. Uh, where's the other one here? We started with this one. Uh -huh. uh, this one, the only difference between the two, this one's pretty much production. Uh, we might have changed the gap width a little bit, but it was pretty much production. Um, this one just weighed about 0.8 grams heavier. Mm -hmm. um, it was all in the center. So the center was a little bit wider um, mm -hmm. and a little bit more like thicker, pretty much. It also had a longer axle. Um, it just felt a little too clunky for me. Um, I know people, you know, if you tried them, you know, some people would like the original Proto, some people would like this one. Um, I just kind of went with this one because I thought more people would like it, right? It's a little bit easier to play. It's not as uh, fatiguing, right? Whereas this one, it's just, it's heavier, right? It spins a little bit longer, but it just feels a lot heavier in the hand where, you know, this one, it still feels pretty heavy and it still has that, um, like you can feel it on the string, but this one was kind of overkill with that, so we stuck with uh, the lighter version. That's that's awesome. So, so a little bit uh, more for the uh, I don't know speed and 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 tech ability over just complete spin time. Right. Yeah, we wanted it, again to be like a yo-yo that everybody would enjoy, or most people would enjoy. We wanted that comfort, right? Um, and we thought, you know, a lighter weight would be a little more comfortable for most people. Not, not that 65.3 grams is light, right? Yeah. But uh, lighter than 66. <laughs> no, absolutely. So who would you say that this yo-yo is for? And who would you say that this yo-yo is not for? Uh, if you don't like plastics, it's not for you. Absolutely. Um, that, that's pretty much it, right? Or if you don't like Although... hybrids or bimetals. Although, um, if you traditionally don't like plastics and you haven't tried a modern hybrid, then maybe this is for you because this is a really good example of a modern hybrid. Like it, it it's very, very worth uh, the <laughs> risking eighty bucks to potentially not like a yo-yo that a lot of other people are going to like on the secondhand market if you don't like it, and you're probably going to end up keeping it. <laughs> Right. And even if you don't like modern hybrids, like this is so much different than most of them, just yeah. because it uses aluminum on the rims. It has more center weight uh, yeah. compared to most of them. So it, it is different. And I think it is worth a try. You know, if you didn't like something like an iceberg, um, you know, we tried to make this yo-yo again, like for everybody or as many people as we could, um, you know, aesthetically, it's just super aesthetically pleasing and there's a billion different colors. Right. Mm -hmm um play wise you could you know compete with it it could be nice and slow and casual you know it grinds for days um i mean it's not really organic but it has those organic rims so it still has a lot of comfort and like you were saying it's really good with projections um i mean it's just a really nice all-around yo-yo which you know can be 
all around yo-yos are very good and it can be found, you know, but not with this type of aesthetic, not with this type of design. Yeah. It, it's something that I think is going to get very appreciated by a lot of people. Um, and, and yeah, I, I'm really excited to see the release. Honestly, I'm, I'm starting to think through what we have left to say. And I think we've covered a lot of it. Um, let me read through what we got here. Goals are to uh, design a yo-yo that plays well, is comfortable, aesthetically pleasing, affordable, and unique. That's one of the things that you told me in the pre-interview. And I think we've covered that. You have something that plays well, is affordable, is unique, um, aesthetically pleasing, comfortable, all those things. Um, yeah, so let's... Man, I, yeah. I honestly think that we covered everything. <laughs> Yeah, we covered everything. Did we talk about when it was uh, going to be released, this colorway? Specifically? Oh, yeah. Tell me about the, the release and where we can find it as well. Yeah, so um, all of the normal colors are actually available right now, you know, on different retailers and on my website. Um, so, like, Yo-Yo Expert has a lot of colors. Um, Yo-Yo Rewind has some. If you uh, Spin Gear has some. Um, if you're in Europe, Mott Mott has a couple of colors. Um, this color specifically is going to go on sale for Black Friday. So at my store, we are running a Black Friday sale right now. So you can pick up uh, any color that's available, right, for $60 uh, shipped, right? You might have to pay a little bit of taxes, but in the U.S., shipping is free. Um, these are going to be available on that Black Friday, right? Um, and these will also start, you know, at that $60 mark until... Monday and then it'll go back up to normal 80. Um, if you are, you know, in Japan or in, you know, Europe or somewhere else, this salute is dropping about, you know, 10 or 15 of them at, on their store. Um, and I believe, I don't know what time that is. It's like six in the morning, uh, Eastern. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, on that day, the 25th. Um, but yeah, so sometime around there on uh, this salute. Perfect. Good, good. And the, the one more thing that I want to throw out, which first of all, $60 at your website for Black Friday, right? Yeah. That's yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, Jump on that. And that'll remind me to get this podcast posted like today <laughs> or tomorrow. Um, I'm going to have this whole week off, so I'll make sure that it's up. Uh, and the last thing is that the reason that this episode's happening is I'm experimenting with a new monetization strategy for the podcast. And uh, Patrick was the first person to go, absolutely, I'll try this out. Um, there's actually a, a two more people that said yes, but Patrick was the first to come on. And so uh, what it is, and this is open, if anybody has a yo-yo a coming out that they want to go through a deep dive with an honest review, uh, and just to be on this platform, uh, here's what it costs. Basically nothing. What we did is I got two yo-yos. I paid wholesale price for one of them, which I'm going to be selling on eBay. So wholesale price is generally twice whatever your landed cost is, which means that you end up paying nothing, basically, uh, as long as you're following general profit margin rules. So uh, I'd pay you for one of them, which is going to get sold on eBay. And I'm going to keep the profits. And that's the monetization strategy of these podcast episodes, which means for you listeners. So that was the pitch for the people who uh, who 
are starting companies and who maybe want to do this same kind of episode in the future. Um, uh, oh, also the second yo-yo that I don't sell just gets added to my collection. And then I have a collection of yo-yos to reference for my future designs and to just enjoy and look at because I want to start building a collection of good yo-yos. And this is a good way to do that. Um, but for listeners, listen to this part. I have a signed copy of the Monarch that is going to appear on eBay uh, after this episode gets posted and you can bid on it however much that you want. And that money helps to support the podcast and it helps to support future shows. And it makes it so that all of the episodes, not just these review episodes, but the normal interview episodes, it helps me to justify putting in the time that I have to put in to, to make those happen. And uh, it's, it's just one way that I wanted to start doing reviews and building a collection and monetizing the podcast and a bunch of other stuff all at the same time. And this is the system that I found that I think I'm going to do. So the ultimate takeaway is if you want one of these yo-yos in the Fist Salute colorway, I can actually go grab the one that's going to be up for bid. It's exactly the same as the one that I've been playing with, but this is the one that you'll win. It is unopened, still in the package, and it's been signed by the creator, Patrick Dressel. So, and you'll also get uh, a pack of helix pads and uh, three bearings, concave bearings uh, that will be appearing uh, for sale for hopefully my holiday sale, which will be coming up very soon. So that'll also be included in the package uh, and it'll help to support this show and it'll help you just, oh, it's, I'm just very happy with this system. It was one of my, my, my more happy ideas that I've had. So hopefully it works out because It'll, it's just a it's a system that can sustain itself. It's perfect. Um, and lastly, I can't emphasize enough just how good this yo-yo is. Um, I'm not going to just say that for every single person that comes onto this show. If a yo-yo sucks, I'm going to go, yeah, this yo-yo kind of sucks, but get it if you want. This is not one of those. This is an excellent yo-yo. I'm very, very happy to have it in my collection. And I honestly might get one that's not signed so that I can just bring it around with me. And, and start playing with it because uh, I'm too scared to ding this one just because it's so so pretty. Um, but yeah, any any last things that you want to throw on before we uh, close up? Uh, I mean, I think that's it. A couple shout outs, you know, shout outs for the Dressel Designs team, uh, Thomas and Shinosuke. They're really crushing it. Uh, my photographers, Emmanuel and Max, again, crushing it. Uh, Jeremy, again, from Motion Yo-Yo, great guy. Uh, I designed for him also a little bit. Um, and we always go back and forth on different designs, you know, Damien, uh, same thing, right? We always go back and forth uh, and just everybody, you know, that supports us as a brand, you know, we can't do this without you. Um, and we have a lot of awesome stuff in store, you know, and I'm excited to, you know, share that and keep doing, you know, this because it's all because of you guys, like uh, Ross is saying, awesome. Absolutely. And I also want to close one, one last thing that I don't know if it was clear. This thing can finger spin. There's, there's kind of different levels that i like to there's kind of categorizations that i think of for yo-yoing let me let me throw some things here one there's there's the yo-yo that you carry around with you that to me is what the melatonin is trying to be there's a yo-yo that you film in the studio with that to me is what the um the freak not the freak mod the dopamine it's the the new version of the freak mod uh what that's what that's going to be and then there's a competitive yo-yo and there's and to me that's the the caffeine slash amphetamine that's going to be coming out soon so that's kind of how i categorize yo-yos in my own head and i and you know the edges are fuzzy 
and this is one of the very fuzzy yo-yos that it hits a lot of the things that you need for all of those different needs. It it shows up really well on camera. It handles all your tricks. It can compete really well. Um, it's a little bit wide, so it might not fit in your pocket as well as a thinner yo-yo. So maybe it's not the best for walking around uh, like a melatonin, uh, but but still is like really, really, you know, you can put it in a bag and you can also still put it in your pocket. Like that's, the width is not so much that it's uncomfortable to have. It's a very standard. Yeah, I, I agree. Dude, like it's it's not that wide. Uh, I mean, it is wide, but I, I throw these in my pocket. I even throw 50-50s in my pocket, which is like 50. Uh, <laughs> See, um, that, but, that's one that, uh, that, that's a feature that to me, the 50-50 does not meet. It's not a carry around with you yo-yo. It's to no, me. not like, at all. It you know, have fun yo-yo. But I still yeah, love it. I still carry it around. But, you know, what's special about these is, you know, it's like a conversation piece, right? Like, yeah. it just looks so cool. And the plastic kind of calls back to, you know, people that might have thrown before. Um, yeah. And just, you know, the looks of it. Like, wow, this is definitely different from my yo-yos. But, you know, it still looks really cool. Definitely. Um, so I think, you know, pocket yo-yo in that sort of sense, you know, this is like a home run. You know, get more people interested in it. Get more people, you know, talking about yo-yo. Or maybe, you know, go check out yo tricks or yo-yo expert and get some type of, like, first base. Right after they see someone throwing this around, um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, the lines are fuzzy, and it, it can finger spin. It's just a small like area to finger well, so spin. So you get that's the thing is in my head these classifications. One of the more important things than how well it fits in your pocket is can it do every trick I throw at it? And the fact that it can do talon grinds, finger grinds, and uh, finger spins, meaning DNA, it can do those. That's all that matters. There's some yo-yos that cannot finger spin, like yo-yos with true caps. Had you gone full yo-yo jam and put a massive cap all the way over, like a decapitator, <laughs> you can't finger spin on that thing. And, no, not at all. And so this one you can, and that's that's what matters. As long as you can show off all the tricks that you want to at any point, that to me makes for, that's the most important part of having a yo-yo that you can carry around. And also as a studio yo-yo, whereas a competition yo-yo, you might want it to be specific just for speed combos or just for horizontal. And it doesn't matter if it can't do some tricks because you're not doing every trick in every routine. So to me, yeah. this hits all the boxes for all of those different designations. Um, it can handle everything that I throw at it, but also it can maintain long spins so that it will be great for competition. And so just a huge congratulations on getting a design like you, you, you did a good job. Those two iterations, they came to something. <laughs> you. That thought, you. You, you hit your mark. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was definitely fun, definitely interesting too, as our first plastic that mm -hmm. we've done. Definitely. Well, great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Any, any, any other last minute things to throw out? <laughs> no, that's it. Just again, you know, follow us. Oh, you know what? Follow us on Instagram. There yes. you go. And on uh, Facebook, Designs? Twitter. Yeah, uh, Dressel Design. I think it's Dressel Design Delias. I don't know. I have the, the email is Dressel Design Delias. I think, uh, I don't know what the Instagram is off the top of my head. I know that's bad as a company owner. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you'll see us though. You'll I'll, see I'll us. Tell you right you now, it's, um, it's Dressel Designs Yoyos. That is what the, with no spaces or underscores. And yeah, there you go. Dressel Design Delias. The website is, Oh yeah, website. Uh, that is dresseldesigns.bigcartel.com. Yeah, didn't get rid of the big cartel yet. <laughs> We're still there. In process. 
yeah in process but that's, that's where you can find the um the black friday sale at the moment is that one uh dresseldesigns.bigcartel.com once once we hit the post doctorate release that's when we'll get dresseldesigns.com yeah and it'll be <laughs> and it'll be uh you know all in the description and whatnot too so if we mess something up you can find it there absolutely well perfect thank you so much patrick yeah thanks for having me this is a blast i'll i'll see you again for your episode where we're interviewing you instead of your yo-yo design process <laughs> <laughs> awesome thank you <laughs> he's out i'll see you